Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right. Great music to start in October there. Punch Rodriguez. Damn it. Welcome back, everybody. Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. I've heard it twice. We've got your chance to win tickets to see the NASCAR Cup Series playoff at Homestead Miami Speedway on October 21st and 22nd. Easy to enter. Just go to WQAM.com slash contest. And if you'd like to purchase tickets, go to HomesteadMiamiSpeedway.com. It's fun. Yeah. By far. Um. You can't imagine how many people are watching this. It, that I, that's the thing that took me, caught me off guard. It's a lot of people. Let's uh, go out right now to the Toyota of Hollywood guest line. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Our guy from Locked On Marlins, Peter Pratt, joining us there as the Marlins season came to an end last night. So. Who better to Pete, talk you to? need a hug? How you feeling, you man? How are we we're, feeling? We're in. Yes, yes, group hug, group hug. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, uh, how, you know, listen, it was a hell of a run. We'll get into it in just a bit, but just uh, what was your immediate feeling as that grand slam left the park last night? Uh, what was the, the feeling that, that came over you? I can tell you the exact feeling, and good to see you all guys, firstly. I can tell you the exact feeling. That happened at 3 a.m. UK time. <sighs> So I can tell you exactly what the reaction was. I lifted up the remote. I hit it off and I strolled back to bed. I knew it was cooked. The salami ended the season and I strolled back up to bed at 3 a.m. in pain. But, you know. I can't believe that, buddy. You had to be up at th- – you had to be so excited. You're, you know, your first full season playoffs, you're up at 3 in the morning watching the fish. And Crazy, right? What did you What did you make of it? It was a, it was a short series – just really couldn't get any momentum going. Do you think it was just a case of the Phillies pitching? Do you think atmosphere got to the fish a little bit? What do you think uh, was uh, the big missing piece in this series for them? Yeah, firstly, the atmosphere was absolutely rocking, right? I think that's the only regret, um, only thing I disappointed about is that we didn't get to see that at home, right? Like the Marlins make it and the way this new wild card is, is structured, no home games at all for the Marlins. I think that's kind of the biggest regret we'll have after all the effort to get there. They played great together, by the way. Overperformed, we have to say. I think that's the one thing. But the atmosphere in Philadelphia, I must say, insane. Unbelievable. Particularly when the poor Rays, not a million miles away, 
you know, their attendance was like below 20,000. Yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy. So atmosphere was amazing. To your point, though, the Phillies pitching, particularly Zach Wheeler in game one, was just insane. Yeah. Insane. Aaron Nola kind of followed up too. Like the Phillies pitched great. What I would say as well, like I think my overall assessment is there were some lucky hits for the Phils in there. Like like yeah. the rub of the green went with the Phils, I would say. The Salami and the JT Riamuto, no doubter. Let's take them away. But there was definitely some rub of the green for the Phils. And boy, oh boy, six innings yesterday, game two. There was a lot of discourse around the umpiring. A lot, a lot yeah, of we were, ta- we, were we were talking, talking about, about the strike zone. Holy yeah. smokes! Like Peter, oh we goodness. we you know listen. I do this nearly with every broadcast over here on every sport. I do feel like Miami gets uh, the uh, the short end when it comes to the favoritism from the national media. But it felt like I was listening to the Phillies home broadcast with Carl Ravitch, and I know Eduardo's got ties down here, but. Yeah. It was like Phillies this, Phillies that, and then on top of it, the umpires were giving them the 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 benefit of the doubt on every call. I mean, Jazz Chisholm every time it seemed like he was going down with a with a pitch on that was off the plate. He was pissed, but he was never getting that call. It was so frustrating. Yeah, so it's so hard, right? And you don't want to get into that headspace. But I was drawn into it last night on Twitter. I spent the whole six innings kind of watching the game through you know one eye and the other eye. I was tweeting about umpiring mishaps and. Strike zones, which is disappointing. I've been thinking about this more this morning, driving the kids to school. I was tired, I'm not going to lie, but I was driving them to school. I was thinking about it. I was like, the amount of human error that impacts these games is wild in the modern day. Like, there has to be some sort of happy medium to retain the history of baseball and the human error, you know, the human element of, of umpiring, but somehow introduce some technology to get the big calls right. You know, and balls and strikes... They matter. A blown, you know, ball or strike call early in the count, it, it, it matters so much. And so I'd like to see, you know, baseball find a way to introduce some sort of technology there, particularly the, the Jatchism Junior one you talk about. That was so wide, it was ridiculous. That umpire should be suspended for three games for that call alone. It was ridiculous. So Right, but Peter, here's the deal. If you're going to be a bad balls and strike guy, mm-hmm. be it consistently. Right. If both teams are complaining, I have no problem with that. That means you're just bad. But what happened, what I started noticing after the first couple of, you know, going into the second game is that you're making the Miami pitchers throw the ball right down the middle of the plate because you're not giving them any corners. And then you're giving them if it just glances past the plate, Mm. they're, they're calling it on them. So it makes it more difficult for the hitters, the Miami hitters, to determine what's a strike and a ball. If you're consistent with it, everybody can just kind of play the game that's there. Yeah. But they're not. So, you know, the Phillies pitchers who pitch great, mm-hmm. but they were getting some calls. I mean, I saw one ball. It almost bounced off the plate. And then he's like, strike. And the, the batter <laughs> looks around and is like, what? <laughs> right. And so, like, you can't say nothing to him. It was egregious, yep. and so now you're stuck swinging at bad pitches or throwing the ball down the middle of the plate. And if you're not great enough to overcome all that stuff, you get in trouble, and that's what happened to Miami. No doubt. Good assessment. You know, it was tough, tough for the guys. It was definitely one-sided, I would say, game two in particular. It was, right. it was tough, but what I have to say, like when I look back on it overall, my assessment, like, you know, in the cold light of day, the morning after, Marlins had a great – one six two season, the for best sure. one six two for twenty years, and I must say the buzz around this team 
last couple of days, few days kind of building up to this. I haven't seen it like that for any of the years that I followed the club um, since kind of 2016. So that's great to see. They played great. They overperformed. And listen, the Phils, I mean, the tough team. They played well. You know, I'm not sure many teams can go into Philadelphia in that environment and win a best of three, to be honest with you. It's such a tough assignment with 45,000 just going bananas. Um, you know, it's it's a tough assignment. So the Fish should be proud. They should be proud of what they achieved. We spoke before the year got rolling, guys. And, yeah. you know, we were uncertain. What, right. what, what Marlins are we going to get? You know, they only had 69 wins last year to go 69 to 84. Huge improvement. Some luck in there. A lot of one-run wins and comeback victories, you name it. But it's been a fun season. I think the Fish, just generally as a club, should be really proud. Yeah, it, was def- it was definitely a weird year for sure. But it's impressive because I think we were talking to Tommy Hutton this week. And he's he was even admitting, he's like, there were times I'd take out my headset and I'd talk to Paul and be like, I don't know how they're going to bounce back from this. And yet they seem to find a way, even with the heartbreaking losses in the ninth. Because, yeah, they had plenty of comebacks, but they had plenty of heartbreakers too. And, you know, you think about Sandy's injury and, you know, having to deal with Yuri and the pitch count and all that stuff. They still were able to weather through Solaire's injury, Jazz's injury. So they, they showed a lot. Like, you know, I get the people who want to say, oh, look at the run differential. They were never that good. But there's got to be some kind of value in that. Right. nothing seemed to really take them out of this. They were always able to have an answer to when uh, some obstacle knocked them down. It just maybe seemed that the playoffs were too much for them. I don't know. A tough ask. I mean, Peter, is, is, there, is there such a thing of making too much contact? I think so. I mean, because, they had a double plays. They, right. That's what, like, <laughs> like, you almost wish they'd swing and miss instead of hitting it, especially when, especially when you have um, contact pitchers. You're going to yep. keep it low in the, in the zone. You're not going to really be able to get any lift. And it's just like every time it's like a double play waiting to happen. They probably hit in more double plays than any team we've seen in a while this year, right? I, it must be historical pace, the right. double, double plays. <laughs> so they're a record-breaking club, no doubt, this year. <laughs> but, Peter, what, like, what did you make of the just resilience this year of everything they had, they had to go with? That, I mean, that was it. This like What I would say, like, when we step back and think of this year, one thing that stood out to me, no drama with this club. Do you know how other years, Starling Marte sending rats off on a, on a rocket, you've got players' meetings where everyone's blowing up, and no drama this year. Skip Schumacher, I must say, came in, first-time manager, set the standard, and I think everyone bought into that. And I think that really show, shown on the field too. Kim Ang, I say, absolutely nailed the deadline. By far, it was the best deadline of any club out there of all the, the 30 clubs. And this club, they they never quit. The resiliency was immense. And they had to fight tooth and nail to get in. It was only 84 wins, we look back, but they fought so hard for those 84. Um, you know, resiliency was there, no drama. And it's a springboard for next year, right? Like we go into the offseason thinking, there's still some pieces, there's some work to do, but you can't help but you know be excited. Equally, you've got to look around and go... The Mets are probably going to be better. So are the Padres, yeah, so are the Cardinals. Money, so, yeah. you know, yeah. it's going to be tough. Like the Marlins, you know, got the 84 wins at the right time where other big clubs kind of fell away. But, you know, I think there's a lot to be hopeful for heading into 24, to be honest with you. I am hopeful that, you know, Bruce Sherman got a little taste of this and, you know, maybe that does inspire them to to even push further because, yeah, you're right. The Mets are obviously going to make a bid probably for Shohei Otani or, or whoever's out there. 
to try and fix what they did this year because they were a disaster. Um, and I know the Marlins will have reinforcements in their staff, but like we know, like they got to keep it up with with having the uh, the amount of sticks they had in their lineup, and it did kind of change a philosophy. But if you had like a wish list going into next year, just like of your top two things you wanted to see either kept or brought in. Like, what are the, 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 the couple things that you think this team could really push them into contending next year? It's going to be – it's tough, right? They need, to, they need to address the shortstop position. Like, that's kind of like priority one. Um, it was a bit of a black hole offensively, kind of defensively too. You know, the, the era of like this free agent class of shortstops that was like year after year for a couple of years, it's gone. Um, you know, you may be lucky to have like – Javi Baez or someone available as you don't want to touch. So uh, he's absolutely not the profile the Marlins are looking for these days. So they need to think about the shortstop position. That's kind of like P1. A lot of people are pointing to catcher and I get it. Um, but I think overall, the, the the Marlins at the back end of this, you know, well, they, they got the Soler issue too. And so they're going to need a power stick. So they need to short, the shortstop needs to be sorted and addressed somehow, probably via a trade equally Soler replacing someone that has that legit power, you know, 40 home run power plus is necessary. Maybe you can get Soler back, but, you know, these guys, they tend to perform really well in contract years. And then in the cycle starts where they go cold again. So, yeah, I'll wait to see how they address that. But a power stick and a shortstop, I think, are key priorities. And the reality is it's not going to be heavy free agents. So Kim is going to have to work her magic to make it happen, I think. Peter Pratt, go follow his work. Locked on Marlins. He does a fantastic job. We always appreciate the time, man. Thank you. I know it was a late night for you. Had the kiddies this morning. So for you to give us a few minutes, we really appreciate it, Peter. Absolutely, guys. There you go. Peter Pratt, go follow him and uh, check him out. Miami Marlins. You just like, you, you just like hearing Peter talk. I, I mean, who wouldn't? Uh, follow him at <laughs> Miami Marlins <laughs> underscore UK. He does a fantastic job yes. covering the fish. Every single day does a podcast. For the Marlins, you guys can go watch it on YouTube. Go subscribe to his YouTube. Go uh, subscribe to his podcast, Locked On Marlins. He Always actually knows his stuff too. Like, yeah. don't don't be fooled by where he is, man. From top to bottom, he knows the whole organization. No, he's that dude, man. He's uh, th- there's yeah. a lot of great guys out there covering the fish, and and he's uh, he's definitely one of them. So we appreciate Peter giving us some time. We will take a quick break into the Miami Dolphins. Vic Fangio meeting with the media right now, talking about uh, the defense. <laughs> And uh, so we'll get to that, this matchup, to us, some thoughts on this upcoming week. Back with more for this. Jesus Christ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Listen to every MLB game live The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind Stream minor league affiliates The Midwest League home run leader 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.